Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 welcome you are listening to hope and faith ministry a broadcast of the historic people's baptist church in boston new england's oldest african-american church hope and faith ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father dr wesley roberts senior pastor at people's baptist church we're so glad you're here Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family. Good morning to our guests and friends who are worshiping with us today. We thank God for the privilege of worship and that you can join with us in experiencing the power of the living Christ as he speaks to us and assures us of his presence. The title of the message today is Breaking the Habit of Worry in 2023. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, in one of his booklets, tells the story of how worry led to the nervous breakdown of the famous department store owner, J.C. Penney. J.C. Penney experienced a series of losses in his business and ended up in a psychiatric hospital. His condition became so serious that one night he was certain that he would die and wrote farewell notes to his family. But the next morning, he heard the sound of him singing. He struggled out of bed, put on his bathrobe, and went down the hall to where a prayer meeting was being held. The people were singing, be not dismayed, whate'er betide. God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love, abide. God will take care of you. And J.C. Penny, the son of a Baptist preacher, was a Christian. And listening to the hymn that morning, he had an overwhelming sense of the kindness, the love, and the care that God had for him personally. Then the realization came, not of what he lost, but of the priceless and precious possessions that he had. Sitting on a back seat in that prayer meeting, he began to add them up. The love of his wife, the love and devotion of his children, the admiration and affection of his hundreds of employees, and on and on the list of blessings went. 
J.C. Penney's turn for the better was dated from that moment. The healing of his illness was so rapid that it surprised even the doctors. He had put a stop to worry. He lived to be 95 years old, a noble Christian with a calm and peaceful spirit. There's nothing more common to human experience than worry. Poor people worry, rich people worry, busy people worry, idle people worry, educated people worry, uneducated people worry, white, black, yellow, and red people worry. Worry is a part of the human condition. Worry, says someone, is the interest paid on trouble before it is due. Jesus had a profound understanding of human nature and of the problems with which we are confronted in our daily lives. He knows that many of us are worn out physically, maxed out financially, stressed out emotionally, and burned out spiritually, and he has a word for us. In Matthew chapter 25, or Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 34, which was read by Minister Kynes, Jesus offers sound advice to men and women who were very much like us today. They had hopes and dreams that were often shattered by the realities of life. They had worries and frustrations that piled upon them, leaving them not knowing how to cope. Jesus' advice to them is found in this chapter, Matthew chapter 6. But just looking at the last verse, verse 34, where he says, Don't worry about tomorrow. It will take care of itself. You have enough to worry about today. You will not find anywhere in any textbook a more thorough analysis of worry than you'll find here in Matthew chapter 6, which is the Sermon on the Mount. I want us to consider three things we can do to break the habit of worry in 2023. First, live one day at a time. Now, this truth is also clearly taught in the Lord's Prayer. It does not mention bread for tomorrow, next week, or next month. The petition asks for today's bread, the only bread that we can eat. Don't worry about tomorrow, says Jesus. Don't spend your time thinking about everything that is ever likely to happen to you or your family. If you do, then you will be defeated. Think of it like this. There's a daily quota of problems and difficulties that we have to deal with in life. God has given to his children resources sufficient to handle today's difficulties. Worry is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength. It is moving into tomorrow ahead of time. God never intended his children to carry tomorrow's load today. 
When we do, we end up with hypertension, stomach ulcers, migraine headaches, heart attacks, cancer, and other ailments. There are two days in the week about which we should never worry. One of these is yesterday, with its mistakes and cares, its aches and pains, its faults and blunders. Yesterday has passed beyond our control. All of the money in the world cannot bring back yesterday. We cannot erase a single word that we said or mistake that we made. The other day we should not worry is tomorrow with its possible adversities and burdens. Tomorrow also is beyond our control. That leaves only one day today. And anyone can fight the battles of just one day. It is only when we add the burdens of yesterday and tomorrow that we run into trouble. A businessman once drew up what he called a worry chart to keep a record of his worries. He discovered that 40% of them were about things that probably would never happen. 30% concerned past decisions that he could not unmake. 12% dealt with other people's criticism of him. And 10% were worries about his health. He concluded that only 8% were really legitimate uh, things that you should be concerned about. Brothers and sisters, worry is an enemy. It is an enemy of your future, an enemy to your health and to your family. But even more, worry is a sin. So when a believer in Christ worries, he or she accuses God of being a liar. So the Bible says in Romans 8.28, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Worry says, that's a lie. The Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. And worry says, I can't believe that. God says in Hebrews chapter 13, 5 and 6, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. Let us be bold then and say, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? See, worry says, that can't be true. So when you worry, you are essentially slapping God in the face with the glove of unbelief. But the second thing that we need to do is cooperate with the inevitable. Cooperate with the inevitable. The serenity prayer, which many of you know, says, Lord, help me to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, 
and the wisdom to know the difference. It is certain that there are many circumstances and situations in our life that we cannot change. They are beyond our control and power. Therefore, we are faced with a choice. We either accept them or allow them to drive us to worry. Many people today are suffering from stress and worry because they are fighting against the inevitable. Let me uh, illustrate. With certainty, we are all going to grow older. Kids may not believe that, but, but we who have been living for a few years know that's to be true. We are all going to wrinkle and sag in places we wish that we wouldn't. Some of us will lose our hair, our hearing, our eyesight, our mobility, and other things. Worry about it will not change anything at all. With certainty, most of us will experience physical ailments such as arthritis, knee problems, back problems, and a number of other health problems. Worrying will change nothing because the body was made to decay. With certainty, we will experience the loss of loved ones, the loss of um, our possessions, the loss of ability, and other losses too numerous to, to mention. All the advanced worrying in the world will change nothing because such losses are a part of human life on this planet. Therefore, we must accept the situations that we are powerless to change and simply trust God in the process. I've learned that I cannot always fix my own problems. There are problems which are simply bigger than me. I don't have the knowledge, the ability, or the resources to alter them. So the Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 4, 6, and 7, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your, your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. It does not matter how big your problems may be. God is still bigger. He's God, the creator and ruler of the universe. He has all power in his hands. He is our refuge and strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. He is our father, the one who loved us enough to reconcile us to himself through the sacrificial death of his son, Jesus Christ. He is the one who has promised that he would never leave us, nor forsake us or abandon us. But the third thing we need to do is to follow the Bible's prescriptions. There are several cures given in the Bible for worry. For example, pray, prayer. You see, prayer is one of God's cures for anxiety and worry. In prayer, we are in communication with our Heavenly Father, to whom nothing is impossible. 
our Father places no limits on what we can take to him. Jesus said in John 15 and verse 7, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. What a glorious promise. The telephone line to God's throne room is always open. You can call on him morning, noon, or night, and even in between. So in your moment of anxiety or trouble, you can do what the hymn writer says. Take it to the Lord in prayer. On numerous occasions, I have seen worry or anxiety flee after praying with someone who asked me or the church to pray for them. There's nothing more precious than to be a part of a church family that can support you in prayer in moments of crisis, in moments of need. And I do not know what people who don't have a church family do because we need one another and this is the way God has designed it to be and we can't improve on it. But we should also rejoice. In Philippians 4 and verse 4, the Apostle Paul tells us, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Someone may say, well, when I'm in a worry mood, I just don't feel like rejoicing. But notice that Paul does not say, if you are so inclined, let me suggest that you rejoice. No, he was directed by the Holy Spirit to write, keep on rejoicing in the Lord always. And David said in Psalm 34 and verse 1, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. David had his share of troubles, and perhaps far more than we will ever experience. But he decided that praise was better than complaining. There is no place for worry when you are praising the Lord and rejoicing in his goodness. God, in a mysterious way, lifts our troubles and our burdens when we go before him in a spirit of praise and rejoicing. But then there is trust. Matthew, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus encourages us to trust in God by giving us examples of God's provision for the birds and the lilies. In verses 26 through 30, Jesus said, Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why you worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly take care of you. Why do you have so little faith. 
So worry is a denial of God's concern for us and of Christ's intercessory work in heaven for us at this very moment. If you truly trust, then you will not worry. Or when you start worry, then the word of God will come back to you and it will relieve you of worry. But finally, count your, count your blessings. Someone has written, I had the blues because I had no shoes. Till upon the street I met a man who had no feet. Count your blessings each day, my brothers and sisters. Thank God for your loved ones. If you're married for a husband or wife, for your parents, if they're alive, and even if they are not alive, thank, still thank God for them because they're brought into the world. Thank God for your children. Thank God for your job, if you still, if you have a job, if you're not retired. Thank God for your country. Thank God for your health, for your possessions. Thank God for your church, for your faith in Jesus Christ. And you will realize you have nothing to be worried about. Say with David in Psalm 103, 1 and 2, With all my heart, I praise the Lord. And with all that I am, I praise his holy name. With all my heart, I praise the Lord. I will never forget how kind he has been. Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. See, there is no need to worry about the burdens and cares of life when the Bible tells us, cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. There's no need to worry about your financial situation now or in the future when the great God who created the universe has promised to supply your every need according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. The same God who provided for us yesterday and is providing for us today is the same God who will provide for us tomorrow. There's no reason to worry about dying from cancer or heart disease or accident or COVID when Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Brothers and sisters, we serve a God whose love is unfathomable. We serve a God whose peace is unbelievable. We serve a God whose mercy is everlasting. A God whose power is unlimited. A God whose peace is incomprehensible. And a God whose joy is unspeakable and whose promises are always dependable. If we have a problem, he has a solution. If we have a disease, he has a cure. If we have a crisis, he has the needed miracle. Whatever needs to be done, God can do it. So there is no need to worry, because God has everything under control, and you are his his child, you are his redeemed, 
and he has promised that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And as the hymn writer says, God never fails. God never fails. He abides in me. He gives me victory. No, God never fails. Just keep the faith and never cease to pray. Just walk upright. Call him noon, day, or night. He'll be there. He'll be there. There's no need to worry, for God never fails. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 10.30 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.